you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. And on today's show, of course, we have to talk about the cancellation of the Music City Bowl. Unfortunately, my suspicions for the last couple weeks ended up coming to fruition. I wish I could have been wrong on this one, folks, but unfortunately, I was not. But you know what? Despite... This abrupt ending to the 2020 campaign. Eli Drankwitz had a message for his football club. We got to hear him really open up about this team, maybe for the first time. And also, an important player making somewhat of a surprise return to the Tigers next fall. So we'll talk about him, but you know what? We do have to lead with the Music City Bowl. This game being canceled, and frankly, some some hard feelings on the other side of Missouri's northern border coming from Iowa. And as my friend at 573Ts on Twitter said, Iowa will never schedule Missouri again. And I thought that was a pretty amusing hot take there, and a pretty accurate one too, considering what happened the last time these two teams had a bit of a scheduling snafu at the beginning of the Gary Pinkle era. It's still I think that I think those I think those memories for some Iowa fans definitely factored in, but you know what? There were current Iowa players who didn't seem particularly pleased as well. In fact, you might have noticed on Twitter at Locked On Mizzou, I quote tweeted Keith Duncan, the Iowa kicker, who said, People don't understand that we're used to not seeing our families on the holidays. I haven't been with my family for Christmas in five years. We stayed in town while they went home. If you didn't want to play in the bowl game, you should have just said so. Well, again, I said on Twitter that that particular line of thought just rang really hollow with me. And apparently it rang pretty hollow with Eli Drinkwitz, too, because here's what he had to say to all the people criticizing Missouri. I do want to say this. Uh, This is... If there's anybody to blame for this, it would fall on my shoulders as the head coach and the leader of this organization. It is by no means our players' fault uh, or our, our uh, organization's uh, health care or protocols. Uh, we have followed those uh, stringently uh, since they've become an inception, and we have done everything possible. Uh But if there was an easy way out of this predicament with this virus, I think the country would have already handled that. And so for us to be uh, belittled or beleaguered on social media uh, or players to be uh, challenged because they went home for Christmas is unfair. And if they want to direct that at anybody, ultimately, as the head coach, you can place that blame on my shoulders. But our players didn't do anything wrong. Uh, It's just unfortunate that we're going through a global pandemic. Well, amen for me on that statement, Coach Drinkwitz. And honestly, I think just playing the blame game in this whole period has been one of the most silly things about this entire period. And there's certainly been a lot of silly things, but the attempt to play the blame game has got to be right up there with them because how many people have we seen 
you've either known them or you've known them via the news, celebrities, whatever it might be. You've got people who are taking all the precautions in the world, and yet somehow they still end up testing positive for the virus. I don't think we should blame those people for getting sick. That's the wrong way to go about things, in my humble opinion. It's not helpful, first of all. And frankly, comparing the Missouri situation to the Iowa situation, well, that also rings a little bit hollow as well. And Eli Drinkwitz addressed this a little bit later as well. And just from my perspective, uh, you know, the Big Ten actually started quite a bit later than the SEC, too. So if our guys might be a little bit more mentally exhausted, well, they've been they've been quarantined for another four, five, six weeks longer than your team, quite honestly. So you know what? Let's hear some more color from Eli on this situation. Yeah, I have no idea what Iowa chose to do. They didn't play December 19th. I'm not comparing what we did with Iowa. Um, uh, we, we didn't send anybody home that was positive. Uh, anybody who tested positive, uh, we did what the local CDC guidelines are and followed through with the contact tracing. Uh, again, I'm not an epidemiologist, but what I do know about the virus is you can be exposed to the virus and you, uh, depending on the viral load and your body's immunities, may not uh, begin shedding the virus or display symptoms or, or show up on a test for up to 14 days. So I, I don't think we could have done anything differently uh, or weigh the options of players' mental health any differently. Uh, we chose what to do. I chose what to do. Um, if allowing our players who sacrificed so much throughout this season to play 10 games, if allowing them to go home for Christmas ultimately cost us the ability to play in a bowl game, I'll live with that choice. And you know what? As a big-time Missouri fan, season ticket holder, I will certainly live with that choice as well. I have no qualms about Eli's decision to send the guys home. And again, who's to say if who's to say that Missouri wouldn't have still had as many or a similar amount of positive tests if they had all stuck together in the in the building, in the football facilities? Who's to say? But again, if that decision is why we couldn't have the game, well, you, you couldn't have possibly known that ahead of time. And frankly, this bowl game, really it shouldn't be that important to either team in the big picture of things, but especially to Missouri they're kind of running on fumes at this point. Their roster is depleted, not only because of COVID, but because of injury, because of guys heading to the NFL. Not that important of a game for Mizzou, ultimately. But you know what? If you are an Iowa fan, and or especially an Iowa player, quite honestly, and you had an emotional reaction to this, that was disappointment, and you're sort of, you know, it's natural sometimes to look to blame somebody. Well, I can't say I totally blame you for that. Because if you listen to Iowa coach Kirk Ferentz, he really loved this team. He said, along with, he said that 2004 team, that 2008 team are two of my all-time favorites. And he says this 2020 team will go down the same way. It's just amazing what they've done. So obviously, if you feel that strongly about your football team, yeah, especially if you're a 14, 15 point favorite, sure, you'd love to play that game get another victory under your belt. And obviously in a perfect world, I wanted Missouri to play in this game as well. So I'd like to think that after a few days, a few weeks, after the fog of war, if you will, clears up, that maybe cooler heads will prevail. But 
more than likely, I, I think at five seven three T's is right. I think Iowa is never going to schedule Mizzou in football in our lifetimes. But let's say hypothetically that the impossible does happen and Missouri and Iowa play each other in football again in the future. Well, if you'd like to put some money on that hypothetical football game, there's only one place in you should go to bet. And that's not a hypothetical statement. That's me being absolutely real with you. And that's at betonline.ag. Because not only are they the best place to bet, frankly, as a locked-on listener, we're giving you one heck of a deal here. Because there's only one place that has you covered and one place you trust. And when you sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On, you will get a 50% welcome bonus. Yes, that's right. You'll get 50% of the amount of money you deposit on top of whatever you deposit as a bonus. So you, so in other words, you buy in for $100, well, at betonline.ag, your account will read $150. Again, by using that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus Bet online, your online sportsbook at experts. Now, obviously, anytime you qualify for a bowl game and that bowl game is then canceled because of reasons beyond your control, well, it's hard to say that that's good news. Although some Missouri fans might have thought it was good news just because of the state of the team at the moment. And I can't totally blame them for having that assessment. But I think we can all agree that this little bit of news has got to be good news. And that's that Kiki Chisholm, who played his first season with the Tigers as a graduate transfer this past fall, is going to come back for 2020 for the 2021 campaign. And frankly, with Missouri's relative lack of depth at that position, well, we need him. We just need warm bodies. And the good news is, is after a bit of a slow start, I think Chisholm ended up having a pretty nice and productive season for the Tigers. In fact, Kiki ended up leading the team in both receptions and in yards. Now, weren't exactly impressive numbers there. 35 receptions for 458 yards. For that to lead your team, well, one might say that's a bit of an indictment of the passing game. And I think that's a fair criticism, quite honestly, in a lot of ways. And then, well, I guess maybe in a smaller way it's less fair because here's the thing. We're comparing that 35 receptions for 458 yards to a 12-game schedule. So you have a 20% longer schedule normally. And on top of that, it's not 10 SEC games normally. Normally you have eight SEC games and four relative cupcakes, maybe three cupcakes. And let's face it. If Drew Locke throws for 480 yards or whatever he did against Delaware State, well, even though we can all intellectually understand that that is not the same thing as throwing for 480 yards against, say, Alabama or Georgia, for whatever reason, at the end of the season, it all ends up counting the same. So the fact that Chisholm ended up having his most productive part of the season Again, as the season went on, that's a good sign. Maybe getting a little more chemistry with Connor Basilak, for instance. Maybe Basilak starting to trust him a little bit more. But regardless, he did it against solid competition. So that gives you a lot of hope for him to 
be even more productive next season. I think you could easily, again, with a 12-game schedule, with more time, especially in a normal offseason, hopefully, hopefully Chisholm, I think he could easily end up approaching 1,000 yards as a receiver next year, and who knows, maybe even start sniffing some NFL draft boards like Eli Drinkwitz was alluding to this prior offseason. By the way, speaking of the 2021 campaign, well, Jim Sterk, Missouri Athletic Director, was on this Zoom call with the press as well, and well, he was asked about the 2021 season and what it might look like, and hopefully it'll be a more of a normal-looking football season. Here, here's what Mr. Sturk had to say. Um, you know, from what we've heard from our task force and our um, university um, healthcare folks, that they're expecting you know the vaccine to be widely distributed by by spring. You know, sometime March, April type of thing, where most people would have it have been vaccinated. So, with that. I, I would think that we, we could have the opportunity, you know, I'm hopeful for the opportunity for a, a more normal um, season. We, we can't go back to back. Uh, this one was hard. As Eli said, you know, it, it's been a, a long haul um, emotionally, physically, all those things, you know, for the players, for the, the coaches and, and, but I think everyone can be really proud of, of how they handled it all the all those challenges and balancing um all the changes um and everything that was put in front of them so excited about the future yeah i would be hopeful that the the season's more of a normal one i thought it was nice to hear jim sterk say that he was proud of this group because well i felt the same way obviously difficult circumstances for everyone in college football maybe even more so if you have a first year coach and all the various challenges that Missouri dealt with. So, yeah, I just thought this was a really nice football season for the most part. And, well, you know what? Eli Drinkwitz was asked about what his message would be to this team now that their 2020 season is officially over. I did tell uh, this team how extremely proud of them I am, uh, how they have fought and been resilient in, in the face of every challenge that we've thrown at them how they've done what we've asked them to do uh, repeatedly, uh, how proud I believe this state and our university is of the fight that they showed. Uh, you know, we were picked 13th. Uh, we were picked 13th. We finished sixth in the league. All right. We were picked to win two games. You could have made a couple thousand dollars had you bet on, you know, the, the, the over on our over under, you know, so I'm extremely proud of our football team. And when you look around that room today, there's a lot of a lot of empty seats, a lot of empty seats, and, and those guys kept fighting and showed up and every day went out there and played their butt off. And so I'm pr- proud of them. They're disappointed. I'm disappointed. But uh, said thank you to the seniors and, and told the juniors uh, and sophomores and freshmen that now they know, you know, what it's going to be like to play for us and our culture and what the new zoo stands for and look forward to getting them back January 17th ready to roll. And as positive as Coach Drinkwitz was and is about this 2020 season, I think he thinks it's a great first step for this program. He also was very realistic in his assessment of the gap between Missouri and the upper echelon of this conference, in particular Georgia and Florida. And I want to get into that after the break, but first I got to tell you 
about our title sponsor, and that is Built Bar. And the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious than ever before, mostly because of my personal favorite of the new six flavors, and that's Cherry Barcia. Come on, that is the greatest name in the history of advertising. And frankly, I don't want to hear any different. Tony Schiavone, I'm sorry. It may be, you may be the owner of history of our great sport. Well, I have the greatest in the history of our great built bar. Because these built bars are great for the health conscious guy, lose or maintain weight while indulging in a, deli- in a delicious treat that is low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. So go to buildbar.com and use the promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. And by the way, be sure to check out the new locked on bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest wagers possible. Subscribe to Locked On Bets, brought to you by betonline.ag. And quite honestly, I've been following these guys and their picks, and they're on fire right now, especially their level three stuff. One with one with the Miami Heat on Christmas Day, despite Jimmy Butler leaving the game with injury. So definitely check out Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. One thing a lot of great coaches in football and certainly other sports as well, one thing that they do is they use the media to their advantage and often to manipulate their own squads. And sometimes, yes, they'll use the the media to manipulate fans as well. But mostly it seems like, you know, Bob Stoops was really famous at this, right? If there was any perceived slight, this was always his move. Bulletin board Bob Stoops, as I like to call him. That was how he liked to use the media to his advantage. But for Eli, he definitely he's less of a bulletin board material guy and more of a, hey, I'm going to send a message through the media kind of guy. So on one hand, during this press conference, Eli was almost making fun of some of the guys on the press conference a little bit, saying, oh, none of you picked us to win more than two or three games, yada, yada, yada. Well, then on the other hand, he sends another message to his program because clearly while he was really proud of the effort and the buy-in and he wanted to reward the guys who hung around toward the end of the season, well, there was also, there needed to be a little dose of reality too. And that's where Eli started talking about the gap between Mizzou and the upper echelon of this conference. Uh, ultimately, there's uh, there's still a gap between Mizzou and the upper tier. You know, we finished third in the SEC East, but the two teams in front of us, uh, we were only competitive for the first half. In both of those games, we were in it in the first half. In the third and fourth quarter, we fell off. And so I've got to figure out what are the next steps for this program to close that gap. And that will keep me up. Uh, and get me working until I get the, the staff back here uh, and we get our players back here. Uh, we're still actively recruiting right now and spending uh, the remaining moments of time. I'll, I'll spend tonight on the phone with recruits. Um, I don't, you know, this is a 24-7, 365 job. So the season is ending, but that doesn't mean the job ends, the, the recruiting and the 
rebuilding and revisioning and recasting of what we're going to do uh, work will we'll begin tonight. And in a different part of the press conference, Eli also referred to closing that particular gap is definitely not going to be a quick fix for, quote, a program like Mizzou. And before you take that personally, I happen to feel the same way. I think that's a realistic way of looking at it. Now, if you think about it, Missouri has done quite well against Florida, better than you would have thought when entering the SEC, right? Well, Florida was down. They had a couple maybe less than ideal coaching choices during the last few years. But you know what? It appears for all of Dan Mullen's weird quirks, it certainly appears that he's a pretty darn good builder of a football program. And, well, a couple recruiting cycles, and suddenly Florida is basically back to being an elite top 10 type team. Clearly, Missouri, while for as many strides as Eli Drinkwitz has made in his first, say, couple recruiting classes, certainly his first full recruiting cycle, the 2021 class, made a lot of strides so far. But it's just never going to be that quick of a fix like it is for those true blue blood programs, especially down south, your Ohio States, even a, even a club like USC. Let's be honest. USC is nothing to write home about right now necessarily, but if they ever get the right coach, if they ever find the new Pete Carroll, well, it's going to be another quick fix. The reality is it's going to take some time for Missouri to get to that level, but just the idea that Eli Drinkwitz thinks we can get there, he believes in this program and in himself, as a fan, that's all I need to hear. And you know what? All you need to hear is more episodes of this podcast and certainly going to have three more coming for you this week before taking Friday off because of the new year. But you know what? We should have some good ones coming for you. Of course, Missouri playing Tennessee in a big-time opening basketball game in Columbia on Wednesday. Should be talking a lot about that over the next couple days. Going to have my old friend Pat Lynch come in, one of the closest followers of college basketball that I know and a fellow Mizzou mafioso as well. And also I got to get in contact with my old buddy Josh Ward over at Locked On Vols. Just get, get that Tennessee perspective for all of you. So look forward to all that right here this week on Locked On Mizzou. 